on November 5th, 2009, the sixth episode of the American science fiction drama television series Fringe was aired on the Fox Network in the United States of America. That episode's name? Earthlink. Summarized by the TV Guide as, when the Division probes bizarre cases of people turning into ash, the investigation also reveals clues about Burroughs' past. Directed by Emmy Award winner John Caesar from 24. This week, how was this episode? Did we enjoy it? What was the cipher? And where was the observer? These answers and more, coming right up on Four Seasons and a Funeral. I'm David, and joining me, Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie. <laughs> that was your best shitty intro yet. I enjoyed was, that one. Was that even a shitty intro? It was, it was, no, it, it was not shitty. This one, that one was pretty good. That was just, that was just an intro. Yeah, that was, that was okay. Yeah, no, pretty solid intro. There we go. I've, I've officially made my mic better now. And that will be the best thing about today's episode. Hey, so <laughs> yeah. what, what's, what's um, everyone up to? A, yeah, well, I just want to preface this. Okay. We're all in a weird mood today because we, we played D&D last night. So we were already talking to each other until like 11 o'clock. And, and we started recording this fairly late at night. The time has changed, so it's already pitch black out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the time and has not changed. It means the season. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the time, and, time change doesn't occur. Yeah, what the fuck? And this is not the greatest episode, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to have weird en- energy. I already don't like the energy this has, but it's going to get weirder. <laughs> oh boy, I'm excited. It's going to be worse because at some point, Charlie's going to leave us for an extended period of time. Um, don't worry. It'll, it'll just be Nick and I for a bit, but we'll, we'll power through. You'll, you guys will get to hear that awkward two-person cast for a bit. <laughs> Hashtag let's get weird together. Or they'll just be a weird hard cut and we'll all be back. Mm. It'll be a 20-minute long beep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, right. uh, Charlie. I think you have to apologize to David for having to increase his amount of editing last episode. What the fuck? No, because he loves that censor. That's the greatest censor <laughs> this show has ever had. Because it's the only censor the show has ever had up to this point. I really love it uh, because I swore there, and I promise you that won't be included in the censor. But yeah. <laughs> ah, nah, dude. We're we're rated explicit. We have an explicit tag on our podcast. Hey, did you have to put that in there, or is that just like automatically picked up? No, I had to. I turned that on when uh, I created call. the podcast. Good, good call. Good call. I mistakenly said the name of a potential show that could or could not be on Four Seasons in a Funeral Season 2. I don't know why you guys are explaining this. Like, the explanation, like, the discussion about beeping it made it into the episode, guys. Oh, yes. did it? Okay. No. I don't listen, yeah, you, I don't listen to the episode, the so name. I don't know. You, you say the name, and then I go, I'm going to censor that. Yeah, and then <laughs> we, the we, talk, we talk about it like, oh, Charlie, no. <laughs> so if this is the first episode of Force Half that you were finding, go back and listen to last episode. Literally the also, last why? episode. Um, because, <laughs> so why? Yeah, this why are you jumping it now? What are because, you doing? Because, David, this is going to have the best episode title ever. It's going to get us so much clickbaiting views uh, uh what's the episode gonna be called alien uh space boys <laughs> alien boys <laughs> spacey boys the space boys <laughs> all right so what have people been up to um work mainly uh, yeah, not not too much. We all saw each other. That was kind of cool. Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Like, that was weekend. that was crazy. Yeah, it's been a while. We since saw recorded. everyone in person for reals. Oh, it was so weird. And we didn't make our pilgrimage out. So, like, David, you do have to come back up so we can still make that pilgrimage. 
Yeah, we should. We should definitely go trespassing and well, take some photos. Less less trespassing, more just taking photos from afar. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's, it's less yeah, it was very way. nice to see like other human beings. Oh, it was cool. It was great. It was um, it was crazy. It was a good time. We uh, we went and got sushi. Uh, we went and got, got edibles. Me. Yeah, <laughs> got McDonald's. We went out to get McDonald's, and then we were like, "Hey, there's a dispensary near here. Should we just like pop in and get some stuff?" Oh man, you <laughs> mean which of the two dispensaries right by there? Sorry, uh, <laughs> which of three? Oh no, there's three of them. Oh my god. So there's there's one down by the ice cream and like the mucho burrito by the metro. Yeah, which is there's excellent th- placement. There's it's the one so that's going in, like it's the big orange building, like right next to the gas station. Cough beside mm-hmm. the Domino's. Uh, yeah, and then oh, there's yeah, sorry, the one yes. that's going to go right next to the subway, and in, in the, the same, same plaza, plaza as the oh, McDonald's. My, oh my god! Wow, this placement is incredible. To be fair, and they like all have fantastic locations. Yeah, it's it's incredible. They all have fantastic location, and all can be found within a one kilometer radius of each other. Also, <laughs> the place that we went into was the most like artesian fancy ass weed shop i've ever been in in my life yeah they had essentially everything in these big glass cases and then there were these like nice wooden sort of uh displays set up in the middle with ipads and you went and you ordered on the ipads and then you went to go line up for your order essentially like it was almost to the point where i considered buying their 30 dollar rolling machine and then went i have a 10 dollar one that works perfectly fine thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) amazing it's just weird because uh, that it still feels really weird to buy uh, weed yeah. legally. Like, but, but hey, has it like, you, changed? You the don't have to find. Much? You don't have to find that sketch guy in your lab. <laughs> oh. oh god! Listen, let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's a story that for was, another time. That was the best message I ever received from David. <laughs> was hey dude super awkward what do you do if your lab partner is selling to your ta hmm. <laughs> let's not get anyone um in trouble yeah uh, no, that's that's where we end that dis- allegedly that discussion. allegedly oh, sorry allegedly <laughs> allegedly allegedly your lab partner is allegedly selling to your alleged ta uh, <laughs> did i add enough allegedly <laughs> it's been decriminalized right like that's that's yeah uh, yeah you can't I, can't I, go back on that it's still illegal selling uh, but don't worry about it we're fine it's all allegedly um no no no. see i was i was giving him the marijuana for free and he was paying me past debts ah okay anyways how was the episode we're uh we're let's let's move on to that yes yeah Let's let's move on to this episode where we we get introduced to this horrible person. He's obviously cheating on his wife. Uh, oh my god! I was <laughs> I was waiting for that fake out. I was I, so shocked. So when reading the description, because I sometimes I don't watch the episodes before we record because I've seen it relatively like within a calendar year, and I like, read the yeah. Fringepedia entry for this one and went, "What? This was a fucking episode." So I had to rewatch it. <laughs> and at the beginning, I'm genuinely like, he's cheating. Like, this is the twist. Did you think he's setting it up for his wife? Because he's on the phone with his wife. And she's like, I hate I that it... you're traveling in the in the airport. And, and he's like lighting up candles and he's got flowers. Thought... And I'm like, he's cheating on her. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's The twist was that, hey, he wasn't cheating on her. Yes. I think was the twist of the, the scenario. The twist was well, very much that he wasn't cheating yeah. on her. <laughs> and you get this. You 
now it jumps into the other category of oh no he's a really nice guy yeah he's gonna die like i think in my notes i just have like this dude's gonna fucking die <laughs> yeah you're Literally watching you're best. like oh man he's gonna die but he's and he's gonna be a cheating asshole and it'll be fine and then all of a sudden you're like oh no he's not a cheating oh, asshole no. <laughs> no, he's he's only more dead to, now <laughs> the only way to win in the fringe universe is to be like a morally like in the middle person you just can't have a story. Like, that's the important thing. As soon as you have a story, unless you are, like, in for multiple episodes, you're dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a super... I, I want to talk about this briefly. There's a super weird camera shot in here, and I don't know why, but it reminds me of, like, early 2000s, late 90s action movies. What was the uh, camera shot? Where he's on the phone and the TV comes on, oh, and they yeah. do that weird... Yeah. He's He's in the background, TV is on in the foreground, but they're in the same focal length. All right. Yeah, and where they do, they, do the, they do the split. They do the split focal length so you can get I'm, both a focus. I'm going yeah. to say right yeah. now, that is 100% from the director of this episode. Oh, yeah. Have either of you guys seen 24? shot. Yes. yes that this is the 24 was definitely, shot. this felt like an episode of 24. I don't know if you guys have watched much 24. I, I've but seen this, a couple episodes. This was 24. I, I've, seen, I've seen a season of it, and it was great. Uh, this was the only episode. Episode, uh, John's a friend John Caesar directed. Yeah, or John Cassar. Uh, sorry, Cassar, Caesar. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why I said Caesar. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's the only episode he directed a fringe, and it felt very different directorial. Like yes, it, it had it it had a twenty four feel, um, and that's that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. I think twenty four was a really unique concept for a TV. No, show. No, it's and it's it a fun. very well shot show as well. Yes, like, and obviously was successful the show. first couple seasons. Yes. Or bulk of its run. Anyway, we're getting off point. That that shot was just really, really weird. Um, and it completely it just, threw me off. It stood out because it's just not a very fringe like, shot. Yeah. Like, we talked about this when we did the uh, first Akiva Goldsman episode. And which, you're like, wow, this um, is camera direction? Yeah, <laughs> where, where it was like the subway. Like, just that su- scene in the subway as well was so, yeah. so different from f- Fringe and Bin, like, shot-wise. So it just stands out, because Fringe is usually a very standard, I think. Uh, it's shot, medium shot, yeah. panning, yeah. Yeah, and you um, can tell when someone's style is injected into it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's anyways. Anyways, this guy is setting up a romantic surprise for his wife. It's their anniversary. He was supposed to be on a trip, but he snuck back home to Boston to yep. surprise her. And he's got this dinner and he's on the phone. He's like, oh, you almost home. My flight's being called. And she's like, yeah, I'll be there in like two minutes. And he's like, cool, great. And he sets everything up, but something's fucking with the lights. Something turned on the TV and he fixes the lights. And then like this spooky ghost thing the, comes the, at him. The shadow man. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no, a shadowy it's, man. It's just, it's just the Vashta Narada from, from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't reference a good episode that in this discussion. Really, it was a really good episode. Uh, <laughs> um, and then his wife comes home and she's like, okay, you really got me. You, This is a good surprise. And he like left a card and like a dozen roses. And he's just chilling in a chair. Yeah, he's, he just had a nap. Uh, yeah. And she's like, okay, you are you okay? Are you okay? And then she goes to like touch his arm. And I don't and know how they did the effect, rumbles but away. it is fucking stellar. Man, we'll see, all the of VFX these. in this episode are fantastic. They're so good. The shots are so well done as well uh, for, the, for the VFX of the, of the Ash. But, oh man, it's great what they did here. Um, and yeah, no, he, he was, his nap was a little bit longer than we were expecting. 
And he's, he, yeah. Um, he crumbles into ash, and we get our great old cold open again. Um, suspiciously. Was there, there, was, was there, there a woman's scream for there this? There had to be a I woman's can't remember. scream. There had to be. One second. I'm, you just watched the episode, dude. <laughs> no, I watched uh, it a while ago. I just missed the last three minutes of it. She's like okay. freaking out, and then it it looks kind of wonky, but they do it so well because she actually like scoops ash up on the chair that was there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, we, we get goes, the woman's like, scream. No, yeah, okay. His head falls off, and even that looks really good for being oh. basically just a photo of his head. The I think the uh, later uh, Ash stuff is even better. Yes. Like, oh yes. yes. Like this so is definitely good. the weakest ex- example of the uh, of the effect, and it just gets better as the episode goes on. Yep. Um, not the shadow man effect the shadow man effect looks real bad (laughs) yeah i said i said ash effect is super good also nightmare fuel holy shit it's so good it's so good this this is like full-on something out of like the cthulhu mythos like being turned to ash yeah or some shit some invincible shadow thing sees you and then you become ash that's fucked up and and, but you look completely normal until someone taps you on the shoulder Mm -hmm. Um, because that's that's the nightmare fuel it's being like all right i'm coming to bed and you tap the person on the shoulder and all of a sudden they're ash (laughs) yeah (laughs) or Um, they're cake and then Broyles, we after the credits, we cut to Broyles is in a restaurant, and this is where um, I realized the Fringepedia uh, article contributor, whoever wrote this point, definitely writes fan fiction. <laughs> uh, David hasn't seen this because he's not allowed to because it has a ton yeah, of spoilers. Yeah, it has more spoilers than what um, the site I use. But basically, the scene is Broyles is at a restaurant, and there's this young boy across from him who is like very cutely like copying everything Burroughs does. Burroughs has his hand on his chin, so kid puts his hand on his chin. And Burroughs starts to like play along and he's like hiding behind the the menu. And you're like, oh Burroughs like has we, personality. This we finally great. have a cute Broyles moment. We haven't had yeah, one of those yet. This is this is a super cute Broyles moment. And it really this is the perfect way to start. This is a Burroughs uh, episode. Because heads up this is a Burroughs episode. Did, 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 oh we uh I we, think we lost that we Charlie. completely lost that Charlie. Uh, oh, we'll no. get into the new caster. Okay, cool. Yeah, keep going. Um, but then Burroughs gets a phone call and has to dip. The Fringepedia um, entry for this is word for word. I'm just going to read the first paragraph. In a tongue-in-cheek lighter moment, Philip Broyles sits alone in an upscale restaurant studying the menu. Two tables away, a young lad of class sits facing him, studying him, imitating him. There's three commas in in that sentence. (laughs) Broyles realizes he is under serious surveillance, and a world-class game of Monkey See, Monkey Do commences. Saved from defeat by his ringing cell phone, the senior federal agent flees the facility before the young victor has time to gloat. Fringe science calls. (laughs) And I read the fringe science calls, and I laughed out loud. (laughs) It's really good. I'm getting heavy uh, Kindle self-published writer vibes. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. It continues. It continues on to the first sentence of the next paragraph, where the fringe team is at the apartment looking at the ash body, and it goes: "The science team is already at the Dan Kick residence, and ankle deep in Randy dust." <laughs> it's a good thing this wiki's dead because we're roasting it. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It's so good though. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, so the fringe team was already at the apartment. Uh, ankle sort of deep, ankle, ankle deep, deep in Randy in dust. Randy dust. <laughs> oh, that that's, sounds like ejaculate. <laughs> yes, no, uh, that's the, that's the episode title is ankle deep in Randy dust. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna write that down in editing requests. 
<laughs> All right, but anyways, um, we we have surprisingly more than just Walter and uh, Walter, Peter, and Olivia here. We actually have like FBI people here, um, for which once. is always surprising. It's so weird yeah. because Walter's not eating the evidence this time. Um, <laughs> He's not snorting ashes. Yeah, but instead, you know, we we get our we get our classic uh, little bit of uh, quips between Walter and Peter. Um, discussing what they think of what they think of the body, we get another cute little Peter story. Um, before we have Broyles enter, and Broyles goes, "Ah, yes, you found the missing. You you found the, the ash bodies four we- years ago." <laughs> And legitimately, this time the joke works. Yeah, this it was it. it was happening on screen, and I was freaking out. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, the meme lives on!" <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, Walter also is like, "Oh, this body—it's like when you burn um, a log in the fire too hot, it retains its shape, but it's all ash on the inside." And he's like, "Peter used to love to do that. He would poke it with his finger once it had cooled off, and then draw genitalia on the reindeer decoration." <laughs> <laughs> Our cute Peter story for the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then says he needs several dust devils to transport the body <laughs> back to his lab. I was like, oh man, I really hope the wife isn't around. <laughs> Such callous disregard. Like, hey, harsh but true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the best technique to transport these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. My note was, Broyles obviously knows what's up. And, yes. But then actually tells them like immediately what's going on. Because he, he comes into the crime scene and he's like, was this man at a hospital coming from the hospital? And they're like, no, he's on a flight. He's like, had he been in the hospital in the last couple of days? And they're like, what the fuck, dude? Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, very specific questions. Also, one other very important thing of note. The couch cushions are not burnt. This guy did not burn. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no sign of fire anywhere. It's yes. just, hey, he got turned to ash somehow. S- sort yeah. of important to note. Uh, <laughs> We're not dealing with spontaneous combustion again. That, that already happened. Uh yeah. Unlike the Ghost Network, that'll never happen again. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but then Broyles takes them to, I guess, his storage locker. Because, of course, his, Broyles has yeah. one, too. <laughs> well, I'm assuming he's got he's got stuff. Obviously, he has stuff. Oh, yeah. He was he's divorced, got... so he's got a whole bunch of stuff he has no place to keep. Yes, and some very um, sensitive case files. Yeah, actually. And, <laughs> So I guess it's a cold case doesn't really matter anymore. Um, <laughs> apparently he he worked this case four years ago, and the killer reached out to them, the supposed killer I should say reached out to them, and was like, "Hey, if you can solve this chemical formula, the killings will stop." Yeah, the killing also, or sorry, decipher his formula, which yes. I don't know enough about chemistry to be like, "Yeah, you can decipher a formula." Or well, whatever. So, so my favorite, my favorite thing from this is immediately afterwards, Olivia looks at it, goes, "This is nonsense to me," and hands it to Peter. And Peter oh, goes, "Yes, and Peter I have goes, this note too." Yes. Uh, oh, I know some <laughs> of these elements. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I recognize some of these elements, but I don't recognize some of them. And I'm kind of going, "How do you not recognize them? It's all standard notation." To be fair, I mean, there are there's alphas- a lot of them. <laughs> There are alphas okay, and we, betas there, so like, yes, uh, I understand. It's like, cool. There were there were ones that they didn't know about, and they go here, I guess. But ah. I was I was taking it to mean he didn't recognize, like, off the top of his head, what some of like the compositions would be. Yes, like that's that's, that's what I took. Like the yeah. actual organic organic compounds, he didn't recognize. Was that what yeah. I was thinking? Yeah. I because, so, man, I almost failed chem because of organic chem. 
So Oregon I think was most fine. people. Do. Oregon was fine. I, dude, I literally I think got like a fifty on that final. Nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so Broyles is like, "Hey, this was the case. Um, everyone who died had been at this hospital <laughs> recently." And the phone call he got, they're looking for a guy of Eastern European because that was the accent they heard on the phone. So they already have some stuff to go off of. Peter gives the formula to Walter so he can study it. And then Olivia gets a phone call being like, hey, you were right. He was at a hospital. He had visited his mother at Latchmere General. And then we cut to Latchmere General. And there's a nurse at night kind of just at her workstation and the shadow thing a walks spooky by ghost. Yeah. <laughs> a spooky ghost and then scooby-doo and the gang show up yes they unmask him what you were just trying to do it for the real estate money <laughs> <laughs> this hospital was set to be demolished <laughs> until I... an anonymous benefactor saved it wow who would have known that as soon as this got into the news, the hospital would be saved? <laughs> this also feels like an episode where they didn't want to pay extras that much because they go and they're talking to like the hospital admin and it's like, hey, we're looking for a connection. And before she can even say a word, Burroughs is like, here's a warrant. We're taking over. Get the fuck out. I love I, that. I wrote down in my notes, oh my fucking God, a warrant? Infringe? What? That's, that's yeah, not allowed. This has to be like the first time i can't remember the last time we actually had one of the characters like give a warrant to someone yeah uh and then we cut back to the lab and walter's looking at the ashy remains and gets a geiger counter and he's going off and being like oh everyone consumes radiation and the food we eat and the water we drink like you should have about nine rads like just kind of background passively Banana Again, don't know nuts. enough about radiation to dispute this, but whatever. Yeah, no, that kind of easy stuff. I assume the science team no, yeah, this, could this, like just Google and this, make sure this this stuff is legit. Is what I will say. Um, yeah. Like for example, yeah. bananas. They they they've yeah. got some nice bananas radiation. are highly radioactive Bonan. in comparison to everything else. Right? Exactly, banana, bonan. <laughs> uh, but then Walter puts a Geiger counter up to the ashes, and uh, my note says, "Dude ain't got no radiation left in him." Um, and then also Ooh. brings it up to Astrid's um, Astrid's chest, and is like, "Oh yeah, no, that that's hot right there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and hey, I, I promise know, you, I, I promise you that that is a fanfic right there. Uh, <laughs> ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'm glad is. no one listens to this podcast because I don't want these things sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't want that fanfic, David? There's Peter watching in the background, too. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, and then we get a phone call and Olivia's calling to check up and just be like, hey, how's it going? Like deciphering the thing. And this is one of the few moments that um, some people might write off as like, oh, isn't it convenient that he's on the phone with them? And then he stumbles across a revelation. But Mm -hmm. like just the last couple days at work, I'm like, no, that's rubber ducking. That's all yeah. he's doing. This is totally accurate. This is 100% accurate. It does have the great, um, they just, uh, Walter being way too into the equation and the formula. Yeah. He calls it calling she. it she. And then he goes, you sly temptress. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't why, like where this is going. Why, why don't you like it, David? 
<laughs> it's too sexual. I, mean, I, I do call lines of code little bastards sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Especially this is basically the same errors. thing. Yeah, I don't ever... I, Dirty talk might work, though. <laughs> I'm not dirty. That's because you're not doing it right. <laughs> I'm insulting its parentage. <laughs> Which um, is you. <laughs> yes. Potentially someone else. <laughs> um, I guess I should explain for those who might not know. Rubber ducking means in programming, it's kind of commonplace to, if you're stuck on a problem, you explain it to someone or a practice is you have a tiny little rubber duck on your desk and you go, Mr. Ducky, this is what I'm trying to do. And you very simply lay out your problem and you generally arrive at this is where I'm going wrong or this is how I should approach that problem. That's what rubber ducking is. Yes. The duck can be replaced with anything or like a dumb intern, a co-op student, your new hire, just anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you tell them, listen, sit there and be a rubber duck. Uh, that's that's an important part of it, right? Yeah. Yes, you have to go, hey man, you're going to be a rubber duck for a bit. And they go, okay. <laughs> and you hope that they don't know what they mean, what you mean by that. <laughs> oh no, they have to know. what Because otherwise they're going to be very confused and they're going to ask questions, which is counterproductive. <laughs> ah. um, but yeah, also I have a note where they're looking for Eastern European names. But what if this dude... Like, just changed his name? Yeah, yeah or what, seemed, if, what if his mother was Eastern European and she married an American and now he's like Ivan Smith? Like you can <laughs> you can just give a fake name. They Yeah. We we find out later that he faked his medical records, so like yeah. I don't know why I he didn't fake like a, a non uh, like a, a different name, I mean, but yeah. I, I guess so okay, I can sort of understand it from a perspective that he was working there. And if he has a very thick Eastern European accent, so I'm sure it would be a talking point if you yeah. met him and his name was John Smith. And you go, <laughs> that sounds like that. And then you hear him talk and you go, hmm. But if you're mm. like, hello, I am Vladimir Johnson. My mother was Vladimir Kashenko. I hope your mother was she... Vladimir. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, my mother. Yeah. No, it was. I think the problem it, with that is that that's still memorable, right? So yes. if the police show up and yeah. they start asking about Eastern European people, you go, well, there was this Eastern European who had this story about his mom. Like, it's yeah. memorable. So just going with the Eastern European name would be, like, the least memorable thing, technically. Like, you're yeah. still screwed if the police come looking for you, but you're screwed either either, either way. Yeah, yeah, in this way, you have less questions and you're able to keep your head down and hope that people just forget about you. Because yeah, kind of seems like, like what oh, he's trying to just, do. That's just Flad. Yeah, yep. that's just. I don't remember what his name is, but like, there's there's a dude, uh, Thomas Kozlov. <laughs> yes, is what it. Uh, his new name is Vlad. <laughs> Vlad Space. Now Vlad Vladimir. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Burrell sits down and. He's like, yeah, they're searching to see if they can find someone who matches the records. And Olivia's like, did he call to taunt you? And he's like, no, 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 the exact opposite. Like, he wanted help. It didn't then, sound like he wanted to, like he was taunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadly, he was begging for things to be over. Yes. Yeah. And then we get the special effects team kind of flexing because a nurse is filling up a needle with something and she's about to give it to a patient. But then a fly, we get an extreme close-up on this woman's face. Like, you can see pores, you can see that. And then this little fly lands on her face, and it touches her face, does a little weird hand rub thing, and then flies off. And then her face caves in 
because she too has been turned to ash and it yeah. still looks really really good the fly landing and the oh that was terrible looks so good but terrible yeah yeah oh it's oh. it's great <sighs> and then we get like sh- shout outs shout outs to the vfx team on, on this front uh unlike velocipaster you did your job <laughs> <laughs> and we we actually get our nurse horror scream hey yes we like, do that's that's the stereotypical horror scream yes yeah, and the high sh- like because she drops something and also fair uh <laughs> Yeah, well, I I would scream. If that's oh. what I saw. And then I forgot they do the the pan back to the woman's face, and it's just the top of her head yep. is gone. Yep, it's and so you can good. see you can even see like it has like a texture to it. The ash it's like remains so like good. it piles. It's so good, like ash wood. Like ugh. it's like ugh. I'm I'm convinced they sculpted doubles out of wood so i looked into what they did so for fun facts i can talk about it okay excellent that's what we like to hear we'll continue to try and give out reasons but i'm I'm curious to hear what the real thing is and Um, then yeah and then they find the thomas kozlov worked at both hospitals the one four years ago and the one now mm -hmm. um and he should have changed names for jumping hospitals at the very least yes um but also to be fair by not doing that he had a really good recommendation lined up yeah that's the other thing is you only have to fake part of your history not all of it you can be like hey here's my most recent employment here's a reference and then go oh thomas kozlov yeah he was great he was great i'm sad he's left (laughs) (laughs) it was weird one of the like coma patients left as well around the same time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they raid his apartment like immediately Yep. Yes. And this is, is this is very much the FBI episode of them trying to do their jobs and just being a little bit too late each time. <laughs> yes. Um, um, Broyles is very upset this entire episode, and it's and we, oh, we do find out Lance lives. Reddick is so good in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, they raid the they raid the apartment. Um, they find out that Thomas Kozlov. Um, like probably like wasn't even his real name it was an alias uh but hey um we do know that he's probably eastern european at least because look at this capacitor and peter shows this big ass capacitor um very clear russian writing on it yeah, cyrillic let's not <laughs> we don't know it could be could be ukrainian okay yeah fair enough <laughs> i mean eastern european yes that's why I said Eastern European. David was like, no, it has to be Russian. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that Ukraine had uh, used it. Uh, they have their own language as well, yeah. Just, just remember, they are separate entities. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Russia doesn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the problem. <laughs> but yeah, um, so cool. We have a little bit of his, like, we, we, we lost our biggest lead on him. His name isn't actually Thomas Kozlov, but at least we know that he isn't, he, like, at least understands Eastern European and is getting these, like, components from not here. They uh, also found a very good fingerprint. Yes. A, like, suspiciously good fingerprint. The, the FBI <laughs> is doing their job. Uh, yeah. Like, the guy the guy pulls a print and Burroughs is like, you got a print? And he's like, oh, and a good one, too. And you're like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is another guy getting too into his job. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of fanfics that can be made out of this episode. We're not going to talk about them. Uh, yeah. Um, but then we <laughs> cut back to Broyles like, in his office, and there's case notes all around him. And he's listening to the recording of the phone call. And he's also got all the victims up on boards behind him. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. 
<laughs> and it's like, hey, we're trying to solve the formula. I just need more time. And the guy's like, you're trying to tap my phone. You have 10 seconds. Tell me if you can solve equation or not. I'm glad that I'm glad that Vlad the <laughs> vampire's around. Uh. <laughs> 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 that was the count. That was. <laughs> I want to solve your formula. <laughs> I told you this episode was going to have weird energy. Can oh. you count to ten? <laughs> <laughs> One hydrochloride. Ah, ah, ah. Well, he does literally say, I'm only giving you ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then Brawl is like, Lance Reddick just looks sad this entire shot, and it's great. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he's an assistant's like, hey, uh, a senator, a U.S. senator is here to see you. Well, well, yeah, you, you got to call from a U.S. senator. Um, I guess we're meeting in person in D.C. now, which holy fuck, that's a that's a trip right now. Enjoy the flight. Yep. I Enjoy- mean, Boston to D.C. is not that bad, right? It's, I mean, that's- it's still... That's it's like, still something that he has to go do. That's that's like I think probably like Toronto to Ottawa. Um, oh, that's not bad at all. Then, like it's it's probably um, about that. Maybe Toronto to Montreal. Uh, Toronto Montreal. I can see that there and back. That being. Uh... But yeah. Anyways. It's, oh no! It's worse. Is it worse than those? A drive from Boston to Washington is seven hours. Yeah. So Toronto to Montreal. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> this is why he probably took a flight it um, is yeah it is like an hour and a half flight though yeah but yeah um we then hear from the senator um that hey remember that print that you ran probably a bad idea tell your tell your people to get worse at their jobs um because now the cia <laughs> wants to take over um because yep. as it turns out there's an investigation being led by the russians into this guy um and I think we get a great line here, or later on, where they talk about Russian fringe as well. Because yes. of this. Yes. Which is yes. fantastic. Which <laughs> would be a, a little great bit late. spinoff. Uh, yeah. Well, that's just fringe. Is that fringe? That's fringe. <laughs> yeah, that's just fringe. <laughs> just fringe, um, but in Cyrillic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, the senator's like, hey, CIA, actual Russian government want this guy, so like, back to fuck off, CIA has a case, and Boros is like, Okay, sure they do. And then calls Olivia and is like, hey, CIA has the case. But really, they don't. But he's fuck like, them. He's like, but if we if we leave no trace that we were working on this and we no longer write anything down, it'll be fine. <laughs> and hey, it, it, that's that's what they go with. Olivia's like, well, that seems sketchy, but it's fine. Um, nothing bad could happen here. Yeah. Um, All right, so we've just lost Charlie. Woo! So that means we're at an important crossroads, Nick. Do we continue with the episode, or do we instead go on a tangent until Charlie comes back? I think we trash talk Charlie for twenty minutes. <laughs> that was Charlie did specifically say he was going to listen to today's episode because he was afraid we would just trash talk him. I don't know. I told him, "Don't worry, we're just going to dox you." <laughs> Ooh. There's so many things we can do here. There are Ooh. many things that we can do. I, I don't know. I think we start this, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Unfortunately, with me saying this, like, David, if you, if you, like, cut this part out, though, we could, like, start it, and then Charlie's going to be like, cool, they just kept talking about the episode, and then we can trash talk him. Uh. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll just cut into... Okay, yeah, so we've just lost Charlie, and now we're going to just 
coast power through without him woo um i believe in us so um what we come back to here we kind of missed a little bit of a scene between the the broils talking with uh, the senator and broils talking with olivia where we finally get to see um kozlov uh in person this time uh taking a bunch of my favorite brand of car batteries lead acid battery into a room oh yeah it That's looks never a good look it looks like torture like you see him taking in one lead acid battery and you're like, okay, okay. Um, you know, he's got to power something weird. And then you see like 20 more of them in the room. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all hooked up. They're all hooked up in really sketchy manners as well. Uh, not a good look. You never want to be doing that. I would like to point out one of my favorite things about how this is hooked up. Um, those aren't like jumper cables or anything like that. No, uh, those are like the cords like for lamps. Oh. They're, they're legitimately like the cords for lamps. And the reason I know this is because I have made a death wire at one point just because it was funny. Um, but yeah, no. Th- um, basically, they, he chopped off on either side of like a cord for a lamp and then just like spread out the little like bit because it like spreads out into two yeah. and like hooked them up. So yeah, um, never try this at home, but... Why? Don't, don't, don't give instructions. <laughs> okay. If you say not to do it, stop giving instructions. <laughs> no more instructions. Just don't do it, guys. David, maybe that one goes. Uh... <laughs> Just, don't do this, and here's exactly what you shouldn't do. Cut. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> After, don't try this at home. <laughs> God. <laughs> Why would you start giving instructions? Yeah, no, uh... That's how we end up on watch lists. I'm just gonna tell you to cut that one. It's in the editing request, please. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna beep that. That's gonna be the second sensor. No! You're gonna say, don't try this, and then it's gonna be beep, and it's gonna be going, stop giving instructions! Beep, then you'll splice in, stop giving instructions, then beep again. Anyway, anyways, um, he's doing bad stuff. Don't don't do that, guys. Um, I don't know why those lamps are still working uh, in his room. Oh uh, God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we finally get another sort of cut of uh, of like stroke of stroke of luck while Royals is on the phone with Olivia. They um, the security person finally spots the shadow and is like surprisingly okay with it, um, which is nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, she's surprisingly okay with the shadow. Um, and is like, yo, did, did you see this? And Olivia's like, can you find a better angle? And she's like, oh yeah, don't worry, I got you covered. Uh, yeah. and immediately so finds a better angle. Apparently the shadow person appears on tape, which is interesting. <laughs> yes, there are a bunch of reasons why this is weird. Um, mainly given the fact that every time that the, the shadow person comes by, it seems to like wipe all of the electronics around it. Um... I don't wouldn't say wipe. It just does interference. It interferes with it. Like I'd assume that you'd get like static every time. But hey, uh, I'm wrong. The fringe team is right. Um, (laughs) Maybe they're using actual tape uh, (laughs) cameras. uh, Those would be even worse. Those are just electromag. (laughs) Like that's just that's just magnets. (laughs) Yeah, that that's fair. Those are just worse. but yeah, no, um, we then get Olivia showing everyone else, hey, take a look at this, our, our cool shadow man for the episode. Um, and uh, Walter brings out, yeah, no, that, that's a guy, that's that's no special effects, I, I promise, that, that has to be real. No special effects could ever do that. Uh, <laughs> 
And this is where we finally get our uh, our spooky Russian fringe science <laughs> yeah. uh, statement. Which, yeah, no, uh, very fair, given the fact that, you know, that there, there was all this fringe science happening in the U.S. like 40 years during ago. During the Cold War era. During the Cold so. War. There's, there was probably some spooky Russian ones happening, too. Uh, that doesn't seem this like is, the kind of thing that only one would do. I will say Fringe, this is the first time Fringe is leaning in to or doing this kind of story. And I will commend Fringe for not doing it earlier because it is a very easy uh, plot element. Yes. Especially um, with the type of like with the type of universe they've set up. It seems very easy to go, oh, and the Russians were doing this research. Yeah, it'd be very, very easy for them to just go, oh, yeah, no, um, Belly and I were talking about that, but the Russians beat us to it. Yeah, uh, like it'd be a very easy. And then even the way they do this in the end is unique, I would say. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's good. I, I very much like how they did it for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the classic Russian take of the, yeah. the Russians did it and it's terrible because of that. Or like sci-fi, like even Stranger yeah. Things, I think is guilty. Like Stranger Things is guilty of doing it in their most recent season. Yes. <laughs> no, that's, that's very fair. So, so, so David, are, are we trash talking Charlie now? Oh yeah, we can trash talk Charlie Sweet. now. We, I'm pretty sure we've thrown off the scent, though I'm pretty sure it's going <laughs> to laugh at that, uh, that sensor and hopefully we'll stop after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how, how, how do we want to trash talk? I, I don't know. We got, we got to think about this I don't for really, a second. I don't really have any ammunition. Uh, that, 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 that bastard with that microphone, um, and always using that one microphone while he's, while he's like talking <laughs> over discord. Okay. Just the worst. Yeah, I will say, I will say Charlie and I got these nice microphones and so we use them for recording. But Charlie only uses the nice microphone now. He doesn't use his headset mic anymore when we play games. And I just, it seems unwieldy. Like, (laughs) yeah, have the arm in front of you as you're trying to play Overwatch. Yeah, like, I really don't like having this arm in front of me. Like, I've lost a monitor right now. Uh, (laughs) And it's it's good that I have other monitors, but like, the the arm that I have in front of me, and of course, I have a different mic from you guys, but yeah, you have like a. Your mic stand is like a stand-up mic stand, I thought. Yes, um, but like we have either way, clip-on arms at least. Yeah, but either way, it's still unwieldy. Like yours is still unwieldy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, th- you know it's it's very fancy. Um, it, it does have that going for yeah, it. Yeah, but just use your headset mic, dude. You don't need to have good audio fidelity for Overwatch <laughs> for video games. Yeah, but 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 hey, god goddamn Charlie, why? All right, what, what what else have we got on him? Um, I mean, that was really weak. If that was the only trash talk we could do, nah, nah, we, we, we've got worse. Um, damn, Charlie, what, why why you got so many pets? Uh, <laughs> damn, Charlie, why did you find such a good job? God damn it! What the fuck, dude? Uh, Bastard. Um. <sighs> Damn, Charlie, how did you manage to stay in a relationship for so long? Damn, what the fuck, dude? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> God, we're, Why do you we're... have such a strong, loving, and stable relationship? Oh, just disgusting. Uh, <laughs> the worst. Why does it sound like out of the three of us right now, the way that we're trash-talking you, your life's the most put together. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I got I got uh, fucking hell. It's it's great because it's really good to be able to like rib on rib on everyone else when like the person's there. But oh man, it's it's hard to just trash talk the person when they're not there. At least for me. Yeah, I mean I when when the person's there, you just go off their reaction is the thing. Yeah, it's I don't easy know. to sense weakness and just go for the exactly go for the kill. You, you you say like three things and they they focus on one of them. You're like, ooh, that's the good one. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, damn, damn, Charlie, why, why you gotta not be here for us to trash talk you right now? What the fuck? You know, <laughs> just, All just right. the worst. I All think right. that that'll be our trash talk section. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Trash Talking Charlie with David and Nick. Uh, I, I, uh, the, the, <laughs> the first secret, of many. The secret mini podcast inside the four pod. seasons in a funeral. Don't worry, guys. The next time that Charlie's not around, we'll do another one. Until then, back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a musical stinger now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just out of the air horn. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, where are we in the episode? Um, we are now at the point where... Um, so we just talked about the, the fringe Russian science. Uh, so <laughs> we are now back at the federal building. Broyles gets all of his additional info. So we'll come okay. back in. We'll cut back in in a second on that one. First, though, Trash Talk Alert with David and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just adding that in there in case you want to use that anywhere. Oh, uh, okay, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just adding that in there. That's a little soundbite for you if you ever decide, or you can just cut it. No, it's just staying in like this. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, anyone else who wants to add their own little soundbite, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> True chaos. Oh, God, what is this episode? Um, I, we, I, we said there's a weird energy for this, this recording. This is by far the weirdest energy. It's also been the weirdest paced ever. We're normally more off topic than this. Because, uh, again, it's a bad episode. Like. It's, yeah, and but it's not bad enough that we hate it. Um, it's just a decent, like, it's decent. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, so we arrive. Uh, our next scene starts with Broyles walking into uh, the back into the federal building and getting handed a cool envelope that is addressed for him, which I'm not going to lie. When I saw this, I was like, Oh, cool. This is Senator Van Horn telling him to stand down being like, Hey, I, I warned you then. And now you did some stuff and now I actually have to send you this, but nope. It's oh, really? the opposite of that. No. Yeah. I I definitely thought it was Senator Van Horn doing him a solid. No, nah, I was, I was fairly that. certain that he was going to be like, listen, I'm telling you in person, you've got a bit of time, but I have to cover my ass and also tell you like by a mail. Uh, I think that's what would have happened if it was an Olivia situation reaching out to his editor. But I think like this is a Burrell specific episode and it's his sort of episode in the limelight. So I don't think we're going to see him losing, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like this is a things go right for Broyles episode. Yep. And, and hey, things do go right for Broyles because um, he gets all of the spooky case files that I don't know how the senator even really got his hands on. Because uh, <laughs> these are Russian like files. <laughs> Like this is this is not American. All that stuff's in Russian. Um, there's there's some phone numbers in there as well. Um, of <laughs> course, they're they're all five five fives. Um, so they're not real, but hey, they're there. Um, and we learn the backstory of what's going on here and uh, why uh, Thomas, or as we now know his name as Timur uh, Veselev, <laughs> uh, didn't actually steal tech and isn't uh, like you know didn't actually steal tech. Uh, he just stole a person, which his brother. You know, that's fine. Stealing, you know, human trafficking. That's you know, <laughs> hardly a CIA offense. Uh, I, I think that's exactly a CIA offense. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, <laughs> I think that's literally one of their things. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, he just stole his brother, uh, because his brother was a cosmonaut and, mm-hmm. um, yep, uh, went, went up into space and came back down and was declared dead by the, uh, the Russian space agency, um, after returning in a coma because they didn't know what happened to him. He, he got real spooky while he was up there. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> this is a very lazy, I think, uh, explanation for the fringe it's it's great because they don't like so so what's great about it is like yes it's lazy but because they don't do it that often it's fine uh it's sort yeah, of what usually i'll say they go it. into it like so this is fine like this is a weird episode especially because it's directed by the dude from 24 like yes and you can and you can tell because there's like fbi agents doing their job that it's that it's a, that it's <laughs> directed by the, the guy from 24 like you can he tell came, he came over and all the fbi extras were kind of standing there he's like guys act do your jobs what the fuck <laughs> go take that fingerprint Go do your jobs. Bring a warrant this time. Why do you guys not have warrants? <laughs> <laughs> he just came and was like, what is going on? Why? But hey, this is uh, why he wasn't invited back. <laughs> they're like, oh man, they, he tried to make the FBI look competent. That's not right. We're not allowed to do that. This has to be That's fringe. Not fringe. <laughs> That's not how fringe works. Fringe is outside the law. And he does still do the outside the law for Fringe here, at least, because, oh boy, yeah. they're not standing down to the, the CIA or the Russians, despite this very spooky warning that comes out. And, yeah, um, Olivia realizes, hey, uh, he was in a coma. If he, like, snuck him out, he probably had him as a coma patient. Um, let's mm-hmm. go to the, like, hospital and go see if he's still there. Uh, Bros is like, don't worry, I got you covered. Look at all these FBI dudes I got. Uh, We're ready to go right now. <laughs> Olivia, what the fuck? Why aren't you prepped? Uh, <laughs> I, If anything, this is more of a what the fuck, bros. Why can't you do this more often? <laughs> Why is this such a struggle to get things done? Answer, Broyles has a Broyles has a vendetta on this episode. And this is where his entire budget for the year goes. <laughs> the, the, like, at the start of the year, Broyles, instead of getting, like, a money, like, budget, he gets, like, all right, you get two FBI raids a year. Like two like large scale FBI raids this year. Bros is like, ooh, I gotta save these up. I know this. I know there's there's a lot of people dying in this episode, but I don't think it warrants one of my two. We're only in March <laughs> right now. Oh, uh, well, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go essentially to try and raid. I think then we cut to um, Thomas we, at this point, right? Or uh, no, no, we, no, we're we back. cut to night shift. Uh, no, we we cut into the lab at this point. Okay, lab. Yes, we, we cut into the lab at this point, and we get Walter going, hey, I think I have an idea of what's going on, and explains that, hey, uh, the uh, this this shadow shadow guy, um, he's probably actually targeting people to, like, steal their radiation, and that's why they don't have it, which, hmm, confusing. Uh, <laughs> but, um, why can't yeah. you just stand out in the sun? <laughs> why do you gotta go after people? Why can't you go just fly into the space? Uh, get even more. Just um, photosynthesize for a bit, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, no. Uh, he he's he's taking the hard route, and he's just stealing it right from the people. Um, but surprisingly, not from like walls and things like that, which also have some radioactivity. Yeah, again, the fringe falls apart in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love that part. Um, or the fact that you know he's chilling in the hospital, doesn't just go and take like the like you know he doesn't go eat the like radioactive isotopes that they got to store. Uh, mm-hmm. cause it, 
Like, uh, I, I will, uh, I, I will say real quick because this is this is a cool little fact. Um, yeah, no, they so uh, at least in Canada, there is one center uh, in Canada that makes all of the medical radiation for all of Canada for all of the hospitals and research. Um, yeah, it is outside of Ottawa. Um, and yeah, no, there were co-op positions. I actually applied to work there. I didn't get there, but I know oh, someone who worked there. Uh, it's, out cool. in Cho- it's out in Chalk River. Um, but yeah, that is where all of it is made. And there's a lot of radioact- uh, like radioactive uh, isotopes that are only good for a certain number of days. So uh, they right. need to be getting more of this like all the time. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> of all things to need to like get from humans, just radiation. Just like. Numb. <laughs> must eat consume. like spinal fluid vampire made more sense like because yes. um, radiation you could just get <laughs> but yeah uh basically they they finally make the connection as to like what's going on in this hospital in these hospitals and it's hey uh these people like everyone who'd been uh like getting like you know eaten before uh had uh had like radioactive like had had radiation therapy uh of some variety and uh the our 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 unlucky man from the start of this episode man he was just really really unlucky because he'd just taken a flight and it had a window seat so he had some some extra radiation in him and happened to walk into the hospital and oh man that's bad luck uh (laughs) so much bad luck on his part uh Uh, but yeah, no, we we have a reason as to why these killers killings are happening, and at this point, we switch back over to the hospital. Uh, okay, and, and then we're the very clearly in a night shift in the coma ward. Yep, and the lights go off, um, like, and ooh. there's 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 two people, and you're like, ah, oh, darn it, the lights went out again. Time to go check on the coma patients, make sure none of them woke up. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's more of a they think the power went out. Better go check that the backup generator turned on. None of the coma patients die. Yeah, you mean you mean, these, you mean these coma patients aren't dead? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, they go and check. Um, they go. They go send off one of the people to to go check on it. Um, she walks into the lab and is like, "Cool, everyone seems fine. Looks like these backup generators are working." Oh, hi, Thomas. What are you doing here? It's your day off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this was a bad situation. This is a bad situation because she's just being friendly to one of her coworkers. And then Thomas goes, mm, "I'm so sorry you had to be here. And I didn't pants, want you to be here." It pans slowly. And he has this enormous needle held behind his back, and you're like, "Oh man, he's pulling a Walter here." Basically. <laughs> um. And yeah, no. Um. The the scene cuts to the FBI now raiding this. Uh, Raining this cum award, which man, that has to be the weirdest warrant to ever get. <laughs> Do you imagine? We, hey, we gotta go get this coma patient. Why are you bringing like two like FBI vans worth of people with you? He's a really important coma patient. Just in case. Just in case he wakes up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, they go in. Uh, they're like, hey, if any of the coma patients been gone. Um, and the, the other woman is like, no, they're, they're all accounted for, but hey, the, the, the person who came to check earlier, she hasn't checked in since then. I thought yeah, she just uh, went on my, a lunch break. My, my uh, partner didn't come back. Like, oh, okay. That's, that's not suspicious at all when the FBI's raiding. Uh, um, but yeah, no, they're like, okay, cool. Looks like there's people in all these beds. Hmm, this one bed, the curtains are drawn and there's a shoe on the ground. Let's go look in that one. <laughs> 
Dramatic and reveal, knocked out nurse. <laughs> she's not dead, and that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I was I, so happy. <laughs> this episode has a lot of people not dying and not being terrible, and I'm just amazed. It's... You can tell it's not directed by the normal guys, because there's, like, <laughs> not enough death. <laughs> there's not enough death and assholes cheating on their wives. It, so, 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 yeah, and I will, once again, give the, give the, uh, the, the pleasant, like, you know, like, one up to the, the director, uh, of this episode, because, man, he puts a lot of twists in here, or I'm just, like, because, because of how everything else has been infringed, I'm just so expecting something to happen, and it yeah. doesn't, and it's great. That that is that is one of the stronger points of this episode is there's a lot of twists of oh yeah you thought this was happening, <laughs> um, but yeah no she's not dead she's just sedated um, probably should stay in the coma ward and sleep it off um, and uh, we cut back to uh, Timur at this point or Thomas I don't know David, right. who, who do you want to call him do you want to call him Timur or do you want to call him Thomas Vlad uh, fuck we do cut back to Vlad. Uh, <laughs> And his and his brother and his brother also Vlad. Uh, yeah, Vlad and Vlad, Vlad Mears. The, the, the Vlad brothers um, <laughs> driving away from the hospital, um, looking very sad or very sleepy, depending on which Vlad brother it is. Yeah. Uh, and hey, um, we then cut back into the lab, and we get continuing uh, Walter trying to figure out this uh, the science experiment, and he now has like four chalkboards, like. More chalkboards than we've ever seen Walter with before. It's going full beautiful mind on this. It's, it's so good. The, the music in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. I do love this because, like, Peter's, like, smiling at him. Astrid's just, like, you know, kind of concerned. Well, the music's also diegetic. Like, you can see the player. Yes. <laughs> like, it's in the scene. It's great. Um... And and both of them are just trying to stay away, and Walter's like, um, um, this chalkboard, and goes back over and starts scribbling stuff on that one, um, before Olivia and Broyles barge into the lab looking a lot less happy about everything going on, um, and Peter goes, turns off the music, Walter's like, no, what the fuck, turn that back on, and then looks over and goes, oh, my bosses, hmm. <laughs> I guess I should answer to them. I guess I'll talk with them. <laughs> I guess technically his boss, because like Royals is his boss, right? Like it's not yeah. really Olivia. It's Royals just kind of. Well, I mean, technically Olivia's in charge of them. Yeah. So yeah. it's his boss and his boss's boss. Yeah. He he understands mostly. Uh, he's Walter's been getting better at that. Um, and uh, we get them coming in, and uh, Walter. Uh, believes Walter kind of gives his like new theory about what's going on and goes, yeah, no, uh, there is, there's definitely something else in there with him. Um, and it looks like it can, uh, like project itself out yeah. while not actually leaving the body. Which um, is crazy. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weirdness. He's like, maybe this happened while there was a space, while he was on a spacewalk. And you're like, oh, cool. So we've introduced aliens into the, into the fringe universe. That's and we fun. don't know it's an alien for sure. It it came from outer space, David. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is the most alien thing that you you can have so far from Fringe. Like, <laughs> y- yes, I will concede that <laughs> it is legitimately did not come from any country on Earth. It was brought back. <laughs> it was it was the equivalent of zebra muscles. It hitched a ride. <laughs> 
back back on its container into the new area. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what's we essentially Walter? We get the conclusion that this sort of thing has come from space, and that he brought it back to him. And then this is where Walter manages to solve the formula. Or do we have a no, scene before this? No. Uh, Broyles Broyles is like, um, okay, I have his number. We can leave him a voicemail. Walter, do you have like? Do, can you solve the full formula? And Walter thinks about it for a little bit and goes, I can dominate the formula. And like, ooh, <laughs> I really don't like that with him calling it a she. Uh, I mean, we did get uh, an illusion that Walter was into BDSM from Nina Sharp way yep, back when in season I guess, one. So. I guess we've now learned that like Walter's either a, a dom or a switch. Like, we don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you with the terminology. Hey man, I know things. Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, um, we uh, then go, Burles is basically like, cool, good enough for me. I believe in Walter. Um, and gives uh, gives Vlad a call. God, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> just, just hurts. Uh, I and, love the weird nicknames we give characters. <laughs> oh, it just, it, sometimes it just hurts. <laughs> Nothing will beat Fakely, however. Yeah, Fakely was pretty good. Oh man, I'm very excited for certain things. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Whoa, um, spoilers. No, no, no more spoilers than that. Um, but yeah, um, we uh, cut back in to, to, to Vlad's motel room and him tending to his brother, Vlad, um, and you know, <laughs> making sure he's okay. <laughs> yeah, now you see why I hate it, David. <laughs> So there's gonna be a lot of Vlad and his brother Vlad in this scene. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Uh, but yeah, you can see that he's he's been working on his science. Um, he's he, he's taken like third year like electrical circuits, um, <laughs> and has has figured out that more batteries equals better. Um, Indeed. And hooks up his brother to the batteries just in case, uh, and then listens to his phone call. And there's there's two new voicemails. Um, the first voicemail is like, "Hey, um, by the way, was this like by far like to you also like the most like shockingly like good employment answer that you've ever gotten from a phone call?" Because the guy calls it is like, "Man, your resume is amazing. We we definitely have a position for you. Just just let us know when you're getting into when you're getting into Minnesota." Uh. My most recent job had a pretty much similar reaction after my interview, at least. But this was an not interview. Just this sending, was like, yeah, not he just, just sent a resume. a resume. Like, th- this is a wet dream as someone who's looking for employment like a year from now. Uh, <laughs> this is a wet dream for someone who's currently employed. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so, so yeah, he's already got his next job lined up. Um, I guess like he's decided he's still going to be thomas i don't know uh yeah we, we did learn that he did change his name from timor to thomas was like good job dude no one's gonna fight uh, you from one five-letter t name to another five-letter t name from uh, one eastern european five-letter t name to another eastern european five-letter t name. listen listen he can learn a lot from us when he brings when he calls himself vlad and also this is my comatose <laughs> patient that i'm bringing with me called vlad <laughs> Because it's it's important to note. It's important to note. One of my favorite things about this was he has brought to two hospitals this comatose patient and been like, "By the way, I'm a coma doctor. Don't worry about this guy. Don't. Put, he's not with me, but I brought him with me." Because uh, <laughs> like, do you just drop someone off? Like, do you just drop I a comatose patient know. off? 
I don't know how he got that working. Like, <laughs> like you just drop him off to the hospital, and the hospital goes, well, shit, we got a new patient, I guess. Uh, Especially in America, with no health insurance. Like, yeah, yeah you drop off, take care. You, you drop off this unknown dude, <laughs> and you know what immediately happens? They run his fingerprints. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> impossibilities of the episode aside. <laughs> Um, he we, then get a, gets, we get a scene where uh, Vlad. Well, we get is, a second voicemail. Um, yes, and this is, is the Broyles voicemail. Yes, which is a lot more, a lot less happy. Hey, look, you got your new job lined up, and a lot more. Hey, we we think we we've we think we can help you. Hey, we uh, know who you are. Yeah, we, we know, know what's going on, and I th- we think we can help you. Call us at yes. this number. Um, and, uh, he, like, starts to listen to that, and then looks over, and, oh boy, his brother Vlad's do- doing some things, uh, cause the shadow's starting to come out of him. Oh no, Shadow Man! <laughs> shadow Man! Halfway out of his body, and... <laughs> <laughs> comes out, uh, and he's like, oh man, time, time to use all these batteries that I have, uh... And just start shocking the shit out of his brother! Yeah, it's brutal! <laughs> this entire scene is as well as is in Russian, which I appreciate. It's great. Uh, it, it's much more naturalistic. Like, he would not be saying this in English. No, and he's like, brother, hold on. <laughs> like, you can do it, brother. You can do it. And he's just Fight shocking him. the shit out of him. And the shadow sort of recedes into his brother, and he turns the machine off. He's like, oh, phew. And he goes to inspect. But no, no, the shadow starts coming out again. So he rushes back and returns on the electricity. Yep, and then the, the another semi-important thing to this episode, um, he shocks him a lot harder the second time, and his brother dies. Like, Vlad dies here. Uh, his heart <laughs> stops beating, um, and he's like, no, you, you can't die on me, brother, not after all of this. And then his heart starts beating again? Without, yeah. like, shocking him at all? Like, it's... No, I think, because they touch upon it again later. Oh, no, they do. This is very much the shadow thing. This is very much the shadow has already taken over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but but hey, it's fine. Um, I'm sure that, that the shadow's fine, and our, our, our friend Vlad is just going to take a little nappy now. Uh, <laughs> and we cut back into the lab, um, where they're currently... Um, Walter and Peter um, are there, but are like, we need to leave. We 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 need, we've been thinking too linearly, um, mm-hmm. and leave while Olivia Broyles and uh, Astrid decide. You know what, Walter's lab. That's the perfect place to set up an FBI like station. Um, let's track. <laughs> let's track uh, Vlad's call from here, uh, <laughs> and start to set that up. And uh, at the same time. Um, Peter and Walter then go and uh, try and find what we assume is acid. Like, you you assumed it was acid at the start, right, David? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you, were, you were like, oh yeah, he's, he's looking for the drugs. Um, it's time to go home and find the drugs. Uh, but no, um, surprisingly this time, acid won't solve the problem. Tinker Toys will. Uh, and uh, they go, okay, uh, let's let's figure out, let's let's make this chemical, but this time in 3D. Yeah, um, and they make they, yeah no they they start to make it in three D and oh boy I gotta I gotta point out the Frenchpedia reference again here David this one's great um, there there is a photo of Walter and Peter with the with a giant Tinker Toy molecular structure you know what the caption is 
What's the caption? Bishop bonding exercise. Oh my god, boo. <laughs> that makes me really happy. Fringepedia, you're full of hacks. Fringepedia, thank you for the puns. I love them. Uh, Dead wiki. But actually, though? Hey man, I still look at it, and so does Charlie. <laughs> I act- actually, what do you mean? It's just the two of us, right? Like, you know, this is a two-person podcast, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they, uh, start to build, uh, this, this giant Tinker toy and they get it fully built. Um, you're looking at it, you're like, wow, that's, that's one cool, like, chemical right there. Uh, and then they start trying to pull it apart. Um, at which point I'm like, okay, cool. I guess there were two chemicals here. Um, and they attempt to pull it apart and there's a single linkage which stops it. And Walter goes, oh no. Walter goes, that's not a good sign. (laughs) That's no good. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, But like, you know, I'm sure that's fine. Um, We'll we'll cut back into the lab now, because guess what? Vlad's woken up from his nap and it's time for him to make a phone call. Uh, And he decides, cool, uh, I'm not going to go to Minnesota quite yet. I want to talk with the uh, with the FBI people. Um, like, I guess I'll listen to Broyles and see what he has to say. So he calls yeah. Broyles, and Broyles then tells Olivia to call Peter to talk to Walter, and there's a whole chain of telephone conversations going uh, yeah, on. Yeah, fortunately, Olivia puts Peter and Walter on speakerphone so that they can just put the two phones together. Then they uh, also start tapping his tapping the, uh, his phone so they can figure <laughs> out where he is. It's it's a whole it's a whole shit show of, of phone call happening here. <laughs> uh, and but essentially, it's Boyle's trying to stall a little while he's trying to get the response from Walter, and they're having the discussion, and then uh, we essentially get Vlad being his cool self in the count again, because he's going, oh, I know you're tapping my phone, like, you need to tell me if you figured it out, and blah, 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 and <clears throat> we get Walter essentially, I think this is a good moment for Walter, because he looks so upset with what he found this is like he this doesn't is one of those want to times, say it this is one of those times where walter's been celebrating with fringe science the entire episode and then realizes how terrible it is right yeah now. and like realizes that like this he was, is ugh. he was given a fun math like a fun like science problem and that was his job and he was like oh man this is great and then he realized what the science problem meant uh, <laughs> and he solved the science problem and went oh this is terrible <laughs> this, this is really bad oh no um but yeah so we, Broyles eventually does end up saying, oh, yeah, we solved it. Uh, we can't separate your brother from yeah. the entity. Um, however, uh, Vlad doesn't really get to process the news. Well, no, because... I'm, I'm a big fan of Rick here. Vlad goes, oh, man, and gets really sad and then pulls out the faux pas for getting to hang up. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, no, Vlad doesn't get to process the news because in another amazingly well shot like so scene... Good. We see that he had a fan just randomly turn on. Which well, no, first, he'd, like, had, he'd had the fl- fan on. Did he? Already. I thought the fan turned on. No, he'd had the fan okay. on already. Because we see the fan, and then it slowly starts turning towards him. And then as it turns towards him, he blows away because the entity got him, and he turned to ash. It's, and it's so like, good. So well done. That's like, the so effect good. is so good looking. Like That oh. ash effect is never out of Oh, place. God. <laughs> Why are you back? No. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Oh god. oh god, a Charlie. <laughs> I don't know what promises you made. <laughs> well, promises about what? 
about Nick, the unfortunately, of the rest um, of the episode. Oh, Nick God. has unfortunately given us the second censor of the um, Force app. Oh, no. That was really bad. I didn't need to. <laughs> I started saying things that I was like, hmm, I shouldn't be saying these things. Then David was Nick, like, why are you saying these things? <laughs> Nick, Nick went at one point, right, so don't do this at home, but, and started explaining a very dangerous thing you could do at home. I went, Nick, why are you explaining? Don't give instructions. <laughs> Oh, God. It I might be because I've done it not at home. I did it in the lab. Uh, yeah, but stop giving instructions. Is this is this like on the similar vein to "Hey David, smell this acid"? No, it's worse. No, it's worse. worse. It's it's. I made a death wire once, Charlie. It was bad. Uh, Why, dude? Come on. He started giving instructions. That's gonna be. It's gonna be a long beep where Nick goes, "Don't do this at home." Beep, and he's then screaming, "Don't stop giving instructions." it'll be a good one (laughs) so we're just at the moment where uh we get the last ash effect essentially which was amazing it's also so good all the ash effects in this are really really good and yeah no we 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 get the ash effect of um our, our good friend vlad sitting in a chair getting some nice getting a nice breeze from the fan um and I really like how they then cut to the door, and I expect like I was like, "Oh, cool! You're gonna see the ash blow out of the window," and then something dark comes out, and you're like, "Oh, cool! There comes the ash!" But nope, it's it's just Shadow Man. It's just yeah. the Shadow Man. Shadow Man coming back after what he did. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. fortunately, because uh, Vlad died, he didn't hang up the phone, and so the Fringe team is able to uh, trace his call to his house. So, so one one Fringe science question for you guys here he's holding his phone right yeah that phone has weight right yeah yeah ignore it okay ignore the fact that the fact that it has weight would immediately crumble after he got turned to ash because there's no muscle tension there to hold it up their clothes (laughs) what happens to their clothes they're also the clothes also turn to ash so maybe the phone is also well no but then that wouldn't make sense because they got the call still through Ah, uh, just I, whatever. Just, I know. I have. Suspension of disbelief. At, just keep keep your. I have disbelief. a rant at some point to go on. So <laughs> no, Charlie, you missed enough of this episode. You you you've run out of rant time. Oh no, I haven't. <laughs> I expected us to be done by the time we got back. We're Holy. going long, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. it's an hour twenty since we started. Hey, don't worry about it. Um, anyways, we uh, then cut in. We uh, have the FBI rating this time with significantly less people. Yeah, it's just Broyles and Olivia. Um, yeah, um, they find they find the the brother Vlad uh, having a little nap in the car, um, and go it rush into the motel room that's open, uh, and see that um, our, our friend Vlad has has unfortunately bit the dust. He's uh, oh boo. <sighs> he's looking. One. <laughs> he's looking a bit like David Robert Jones because he's missing half of his face. I, oh. I think mine was better. Uh, <laughs> Mine's not a joke. Mine's just a callback. Yeah, it's also fair. But so the French team I mean, then goes to uh, Vlad in the car, and they're sort of like shouting at Walter to try and get him to <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "All these instruments are in Russian." <laughs> well, well, we get we get Walter going. Okay, cool. I brought my Geiger counter. Time to like hold it up and like hold it up to the body. And he holds it up to the body, and there's no radiation. He's like, hmm. Our friend isn't here. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Shadow Man must be gone because he's out of radiation, even though that is what turned everyone else to... I don't know. 
Don't worry about it. Molecular don't bombs. Don't worry about it. Uh, I don't know. But they are so essentially it becomes like a kind of situation where like okay if if we hurt the host body will the shadow man come back and which is like uh maybe i don't fucking know and they're sort of having this kerfuffle and walter's trying to do something and then uh broils does a very smart thing and just shoots the dude in the face well no he shoots him near his face was it near the face i thought it was in the face oh no he doesn't skull uh (laughs) he doesn't Oh, he it is it's in the head. It's the skull. Oh, Jesus, it's, okay. Like that's he, a kill shot. That is that oh, is thought, that is a that is what Thanos said. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought he like shot it near as like, oh, they're gonna kill my host body. Also, oh. uh, so to add tension to the scene, they cut to this child in the motel watching. Oh yes, this yeah. was dumb. Uh, watching Kimba <laughs> the White Lion. Oh, I'm I didn't like, realize that's Kimba. That is the original source material for Simba cough Disney cough. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, debatably, there's some videos. Watch them. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's also just a ripoff of Hamlet, so they don't really have the, <laughs> they don't really have the moral high ground there. Yeah. Well, I don't think Kimba is Kimba was like a long running TV series too. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, compared but, anyway, anyway. But anyways, um, we yeah we yeah. Cut, we cut to this this young girl, and you hear her scream, and that's when Boyle's dead. Mm-hmm. Shoots, shoots him in the head, and then and... the the kid's mom comes out, and they're static on the TV, and she's like, "Are you okay? Like, are you okay?" And the kid's not responding. You're like, "Ah, oh, I got the kid. Like, they were too late." That's the theme of the episode. Is he's always a step behind, and but then no. the mom's like freaking out, is like slowly reaching out instead of walking over to the kid and being like, "Answer me when I talk to you." <laughs> she, it's almost like she's a good mom. Uh... That would have been a very different end to this episode. <laughs> Oh, if she'd slapped, if she'd slapped the kid, and the kid Slap turned to dust, kid. dust. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I don't think that would have made TV. Is the problem? <laughs> child abuse. No, but that was comple- it's completely unrelated to. It's completely unrelated to the Shadow Man. It just turns out that the mom was a mutant. <laughs> Frange. Oh no, we've already talked about how Frange is Russian fringe. Uh, yeah, no, I I did. That happened right before I had to leave. I want a Russian fringe spinoff. It would be funny. Uh, I just want to know what it, it'd be like. Weird C or NCIS, like whatever the weird spinoff NCIS is. Moscow. Uh. No, there's a weird NCIS spinoff where they're like in a like it seems like just an old garage the whole time. I'm like, but your naval intelligence, like, what oh the no, fuck? that's that that's LA, isn't it? That's NCIS LA. Yeah. Yeah. That one's and it great. just looks like they're in an old garage and there's like tea lights strung up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Nah, <laughs> NCIS LA was great. Uh, <laughs> it was great. NCIS in general was great. Heavy on the was. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't watch that much crime TV procedurals. Yeah, oh it's no, fine. man. That was what my family grew up. That was what my family watched. That's what I watched growing up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just watched the weird ones, like this, iZombie. Yeah. Like, uh anyways, um kids, kids fine. fine. Because Burroughs is on time this time. Hey, look, his story gets resolution. Uh, and then they watch... Oh, I guess, did we... I don't think we ever mentioned that uh, Burroughs has a moment where he talks about how this was the case that uh, oh, yeah. broke up his marriage. I don't think yes. Nick and I went he's, over that. He's talking to no. Olivia in the lab, and he's like, oh, this came at a time where Fringe was under scrutiny and losing funding because of no results. And I'm like, I've mm-hmm. heard this before. This is the beginning of season two. Yes. I guess they went through this twice. Um <laughs> And that's the part where I'm like, did the writers realize like that that's a that's a story beat already, or did they just not care? 
whatever. And Rose is like, I stopped caring about promotions. I wanted to, I, I wanted to make the world a better place. And he's like, I spent too much time on it, and my wife divorced me. Yeah, yeah I lost he's my like, family. I lost yeah. my family Which, trying to save them. Hey, hey, since this was four years ago, and that, that was when the relationship fell apart, Nina isn't a homewrecker. I would just like to put that out. Yes, you were wrong. <laughs> depending, depending I, on when. I never Nina... said. I never said she was a homewrecker. I said that they have a strong monogamous relationship. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But yeah, yeah no, we, and then we Royals, or sorry, I was just gonna say we we then cut back uh, after after making sure that the girl was fine and hey, cool. Uh, there's a bunch of spooky dudes transporting a guy. You say spooky dudes? They're in hazmat suits. Spooky, spooky. dudes. I feel like that's less spooky now that spooky. we're living in a pandemic. Nope, that, that's more spooky now that we're living in a oh, pandemic. Oh god, if you saw guys. those guys, it'd be bad. Halloween's <laughs> next month. That's yep. gonna yeah. suck missing hey, Halloween. Halloween hey. shouldn't happen, folks. Hey. Not until some major shit changes in the next month. Hey, you wanna know what's really cool in Canada about Halloween this year and it's not great? Um Halloween happens to fall on a Saturday this year, and it's also oh. the night that the time change is happening. Fuck oh, that. Our <laughs> Halloween. That would have been amazing. That's an amazing party. Ah. David's yeah. rage caused his mic to cut out. Yeah, David, we lost Fuck. you there, but that's fine. Uh. <laughs> okay, do you guys want to hang out on Halloween? Yeah, sure. Like, like probably. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch really shitty horror movies. Yes. Can we? Can we still get dressed up? <laughs> yeah, we can sure. Do, we, whatever. Can, we can do something like Clue again. Be great. Now um, I still want to do Avatar. Oh God, uh, that I is actually the most realistic option for our group. Yeah. I just don't know uh, the, the, like, the blue people character one, right? signs. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We can be John White Man, yes, <laughs> or whatever his name was. John White Man and the blue people. Might man. as well just have been John White Man. <laughs> just, John just, White Man and Zoe Saldana in Avatar. Just, just remember, guys. What there's like name? five more of those what movies was, coming what out. What was the main character's name in Avatar? Uh, yeah, don't I look don't. It up. What was his name? Name two people in that in that movie, like full names. Yeah, give me Natiri. And I only know Natiri because Funhouse <laughs> does a whole bunch of Avatar speech, and it's great. There is um, nothing you. There is nothing in Avatar that is stuck in your brain. Jake Listen. Sully. Jake Sully. Did you look it up? Ugh. No, no, no! I no, did. No, that is again. that is the, that is that is it's, John White Man. It's, uh, because of, name. it's because of Funhouse and Elise doing a deteriorating impression, going, "Oh, Jake Sully." So, so my favorite, my favorite thing, looking back on it, that was why like that was like the biggest turn movie, turn? and the reason why was because it was the first three D movie. Um, like that it was when three D happened. Oh, I know, I, but that's what they. And Lava Girl three D would like to have a, co- a conversation with you. Yes, but it was the first new three D movie. I <laughs> didn't no, like it, it when no, it came it didn't, out. I thought it was it overrated. Get, it didn't get hype because of the three D. It got hype because of the high graphical fidelity behind it. And the IMAX shots. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the Listen, first movie that used so just... little care done in that movie that the m- mineral they were trying to get was called unobtainium. Yes. that That's the script equivalent to insert VFX car on fire. <laughs> there was so little this care. Is, this is not also, this is not a James Cameron's Avatar discussion podcast right now. <laughs> Yes, it should be. <laughs> we're so close to the end. Broyles goes to his ex-wife's house to be like, "Hey, I solved that case that divorced us," and she's like, "Cool, happy for you, I guess." You want to come then, in for dinner with my new husband? And yeah, and I then guess our new, kid. 
And it's like, do you want to see your kids? And well, he's she, like, no, fuck she, no, she does I'm say, gone. She does say the uh, that their kids are at Diane's oh, yeah. or something. Right. She does have that line. When she when he shows up, he's like, oh, why are you here? Like, the kid's at Diane's. Yeah. Um, and then we get <laughs> if it, Broyles but, leaving, and there's a random CIA guy who, I, I swear I recognize him from, like, he one looks scene of so familiar. that I saw. Yeah. But but also David, were you thinking when he was like, no, I think I like I'm not coming in for dinner. Were you just like because he's going to have dinner with <laughs> with Nina? No, I was like, yeah, because he's in a strong monogamous relationship with Nina Sharp, <laughs> and he's gonna go get some of that. Okay, I think my so, exact line was, yeah, Broyle, stay loyal to Nina. OTP, OTP. <laughs> um, yeah, so. There's a CIA guy, and he's like, oh, you got quite a friend in Senator Van Horn. There's no report on this. And Broyles is like, okay, cool, whatever. I really thought the CIA dude was going to go like, yeah, Van Horn's dead now. <laughs> yeah. He won't be helping you anymore and throws like his disembodied head at him. <laughs> That's yep. really where I thought it was going to go. Um, and then and- Broyles is like, hey, what'd you do with the cosmonaut? And the guy's like, I had no, we had no choice once he started breathing again. And then looks up to the sky, and you're like, they sent him back into space, I guess. Cool. Um, But then that's that's the episode. It ends there with a pan up to the sky, and Burrell's kind of looking at him like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Are you high? (laughs) Why is why is this the lamest resolution when it could have been so cool?" (laughs) And this is this is part of my rant at the end. Um, All right, Charlie, lay it on us. Well, no, no, no. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, The cipher for this episode was deja vu. I don't know why it was deja vu. There's no parallel universe stuff happening in this episode. Uh, I, I guess deja vu because Burroughs encountered this case before. Yeah, Lazy that's Cipher. the only thing I can think of. Uh, the Observer is behind Broyles when he's at the airport at, I believe, the beginning of the episode. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I really love this one. <laughs> oh, what is the next episode? Yeah. Hey, David, you ready for this next episode, Clue? I'm going to oh hate it. Oh, my God. You're, you're this really one's so this fucking one's really stupid. Um, just, just hit me with it. Oh, All right. Jesus. So, remember how last episode there was, like, a hospital when we were in Washington? <laughs> there was a hospital. <laughs> is that the clue? No. Um, that's not the clue. <laughs> the clue is the logo for that hospital. Because the logo for that hospital has a big W plus on it. You know what else W plus means, David? What? The weak boson. The weak force boson. I hate it. That's not a clue. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Which, hey, guess what? There's science behind that, but it it perfectly foreshadows the condition of the ill cosmonaut. Ooh. The condition of okay, okay. <laughs> we're getting into this. Is Charlie's rant section now? We're, we're going straight into it. <laughs> This is my least favorite episode of Fringe, almost up there with Bound. Impressive. I didn't because think it was that bad. <laughs> my my note my note for this recapping this episode is this is someone doing an imitation of X Files, a bad imitation of X Files in a show that was clearly inspired but went in a different direction than X Files. So it inherently feels wrong. Aliens is not a setting for Fringe because Fringe is all about man-made science gone wrong. There's nothing fucking man-made science about an alien organism that for some reason sucks the radiation out of people 
from hospitals, even though there's fucking x-ray machines and nuclear facilities, why doesn't it just go suck that shit up instead? Uh, David and I did touch on that part. It was great. Like that makes that makes no. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh we, he he we, got like a head X-ray, so he's high radioactive. Think we did the complain about the fact machine. that why didn't the Shadow Man just stand out in the sun for a while <laughs> if he like, wanted radiation? <laughs> the the CIA guy at the end of the episode is just a blatant smoking guy from X Files. Yep. Yeah. No, that that and, one is and, true. And it's not a, it's not like I'm against X Files homages. It's a landmark show, and it's a great show. And Fringe has done. I've brought them up before. Fringe has done X Files references in the past, and I think the the hospital yeah. where they shot it was part of X Files. Yeah, like it was they in shot two in episodes of X Files. So so this is deliberate, and it's deliberate in the worst possible way. Where this episode stops feeling like fringe because there's no Peter, there's no Olivia, there's no Walter interactions. Really, it's a broil story. I'm cool with that, but everything else seems ancillary to this really shitty plot that they don't even fully explain. Mainly, they just go, it's... "Oh, there was a Russian scientist and maybe like a Venom symbiote yeah, attached we, to him, we... and now he sucks the radiation out of people and that turns them into ash." Like, so that's we not mentioned even a this again. Explanation. We mentioned this as well, and I think our opinion was Fringe doesn't usually do this, in that they're usually very upfront about the Fringe science and how things work and how things have happened. Yeah. And so the fact that this is the one time they do this, as well, I I mentioned that this is, I'm surprised by Fringe that they haven't done the Russian subplot before, and that this is the first time it comes up, and that it comes up and they're like, fuck if we know what they were doing. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Um, from, from my side of things, here's what I will say. So if we, if we try and compare this episode to bound, for example, uh, and we try and compare it to uh, like our two least favorite episodes from season one, the science in this and the fringe science in this is just as bad. The reason why I'm more okay with it in this episode than the other episodes is this entire episode was completely trying to like flip fringe, like sort of like stereotypes on its head. We've had that from the first, like the first scene of this episode was yeah. flipped from what we've seen. And it's, it's, it's dead, like, you know, it's like subverted our expectations. And the See, fringe science does the exact same thing. And it's it's bad because it's still bad fringe science, but hey, it's subverted my expectations just like the rest of this episode. I uh, wouldn't I wouldn't even call that subverting my expectations, because I had no expectations going into this episode watching it for the first time. It's oh, there's a shadow man, like like aliens is the laziest excuse you can give for this, and then not even explain like there's not even a throwaway of Oh, well, when you suck the radiation out of every single particle, everything just reverts back to its base matter. Like, there's not even that hand-wavy, we found a frequency outside the range of frequencies. There's there's none of that. It just goes, he sucks the radiation out of people, and you're supposed to bridge that gap into, it turns you into dust. So, But the, then I they don't the whole... even explore the alternate radiation sites. They, they don't even go, oh, well, it needs to be radiation coming off of a person for some bullshit explanation. Yeah. And like the it's, reason why it's they don't lazier that is because it'd be very difficult. Uh, it's yeah. lazier than bound somehow. I I think <laughs> so. Hard will, disagree. The only uh, excuse I'll give this episode is that this is the filler. Hey, let's talk about Borrow's episode. So I'm fine with it having wonky universe building, 
because this is already a wonky episode because it's about broils. I just I just think you could have done it better where Fringe is supposed to be because I'm sorry, I'm starting and stopping several times. Yeah. The the main theme for most Fringe science gone wrong episodes is someone explored the unknown, comprehended the unknown, and then that comprehension goes wrong. This is man explores the unknown, unknown attacks back, and that's it. There's no explanation. There's no explanation. It's, it's very antithetical the to Fringe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This I, is I, so X Files. Yeah. This is. I get where this you're just feels from. like X Files. Yeah. It, I think is my it's, issue. It's with a it. combination. Who wrote this episode as well? Uh, no, Wyman and Flaming. Those guys were normal writers. Yeah, and it it just really seems like maybe the director came in and said, "I want to do, um, I want to do a X Files episode," and they went, "Cool, we'll write you up an X Files episode." But which is it, Flaming wrote the best episode of Fringe too. He wrote White Tulip. Flaming did write on X Files. Yeah. And I'm so, sure a bunch of these guys did because this yeah. kind of attracts the same thing. But it's just this episode feels so unfringed that it makes me angry to to watch it in in an unsatisfying way where it's like it has the it has the hallmarks of a fringe episode, but just at the at the pardon the pun at the fringes of it, it, it <laughs> barely and I don't I genuinely yeah, don't yeah. mean that as a joke. It barely meets the criteria to be a fringe episode to me. I don't think I would a hundred percent agree with that. I think yeah. that it's very opposite to a fringe episode, but in the fact that it's so opposite to fringe, it sort of fits. Like it's the exception that sort of proves the rule, proves the formula. Like the fact that it stands out so much kind of shows Like you point to this episode and say, This is why the rest of Fringe is good. Not even that. It's just like, this is the formula of Fringe. This is the episode that shows, hey, there is a formula of Fringe. Yes. Because yeah, this episode doesn't go. follow it. Yeah, you look at it very no, hey, cool. <laughs> you is... don't notice, you don't realize that there's a formula until the formula is And then you see this episode and you go, oh, this yeah. isn't Fringe. Because like, every time you're like, well, I expect this to happen, and then it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, in, in that aspect, I'm not as angry as the episode. I say, thank you, are. Yeah, especially because, because seeing it from that perspective. Especially because, okay. for example, Bound um, does the exact opposite. Like it is yeah. very much; it's still yeah. the formula of Fringe, and it's the, just bad. my anger with Bound is that it adheres to the rules Fringe has set, but it's just bad. Yeah, like, this is bad because it's breaking the rules Fringe has set. But the fact that it is like I feel purposely trying to break every rule, yeah, makes it something. Yeah, like I, gives I, it value. Yeah, they're both bad, but just in somehow completely opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum yes and this one case, is more okay to me so let's get into ratings yeah this is a long <laughs> this is episode a, this is a Christ. two i'm giving this one a two out of five yeah really? the only things that drag this up is it gives actual broils plot development and the I'm special gonna, effects are stellar i'm gonna say 2.5 because i do think it's a bad episode but i think it's better than you're giving it yeah that's so, fair so I'm, I'm going to go with two, mainly because two and a half is an average episode to me. Um, what I will say, yes, the science is bad. I've explained why I'm fine with that in this episode. But holy fuck, the VFX is good in this episode. Uh, oh my god, the VFX is so good. Like, like, yes, the writers took a week off. 
But oh my god, the VFX people I did mean, not. But they didn't uh, even take the week off. They yes. Had, yeah. Like, this was normal writers working yeah. on it. Anyways, uh, fun facts. So the VFX that we've complimented so many times. Um, it was uh, part practical and part VFX. Uh, as you can probably assume from anything that looks this good, especially yeah. from the time. Um, so originally they wanted to do it mostly uh, practical because yeah. they knew they didn't have the time to do the proper particle simulations to get the ash looking good if it was full CG. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's like this. That's like current gen. GPUs. Yeah, particles <laughs> is like current if you want real good particle effects. Oh, but man, they ended up realizing that oh fuck this is real hard to do just even practically (laughs) yeah so they ended up doing a full combination where they had sort of like what charlie mentioned but they had sort of a uh, base that they would put ash over it to sort of have the end so the aftermath effect and then they had sort of the intro and then they had partial stages but they ended up taking sort of like a scan of the person's body to use as a base and then they used mostly matte painting to get the effect to look that good so the reason why it looks so real and so realistic is they go back and they use matte painting that's so that's incredible and what they do is for like that effect where you can see like the ash but then you can still see like the parts of the skin what they essentially did was they painted over the cyber scan or like the fake of uh, of the actual guy's body and then removed the matte painting in cracks to give it that effect that's so good i knew there there had to be some sort of scan effect because you can see a worse edition of this in the resident evil movie where Mm -hmm. you have that really awesome laser grid uh scene where they're all in the hallway and you're like oh if you trip the lasers like security system but the lasers pass through a guy and then he just gets all sliced and diced up yeah like they actually burn yeah um that effect gets really weird at the end because they just chunkified his body and the head, they just did a picture of the head. So when it falls, it kind of falls awkwardly. Yeah. In this uh, case, they then composited they like a into an yeah. actual practical element, which is why it still looks so good. That's so good. That's oh, a crazy well amount of effort and it For really show. makes this episode. Like, well, this is why it still yeah. looks so fucking good. Like, <sighs> And it's um, just like, ugh. they were so confident in it with just like, Oh yeah, we'll do we'll do a close up on it. Oh, we'll show you. We're gonna do it we'll show you him, times. Like, yeah, we'll show you him blowing away, but then we'll show it again as like an actual take. And you're like, holy fuck! You showed these things like you show them off like nine, ten times this episode, and it's worth so it. good. Yeah. So hey, well done on that front. Okay. Uh, next fun fact: uh, this episode was nominated for a VFX uh, Society Award. Damn, uh, deserves it. Of how good it was. Um, unfortunately, it lost. It lost to another uh, huge sci-fi show that uh, mm. was airing at the time. Can you guess what Heroes? sci-fi show was? Nine. Was it Heroes? Say, it's, uh, it was a huge one. Like This is one of the... Like, when you think sci-fi, it's going to be one of the big shows you think of. TV. TV. Um, In 2009? Yeah. Was it like a... Was, was like Battlestar around at that time? Yeah, like Battlestar was happening. Was it? Yeah, was it the BSG revival? It was Battlestar Galactica season four finale. Hey, was the one that beat them. 
Nice. I have not seen any of Battles what? of Galactica, but I, I was betting off of what you were saying there. <laughs> what was the season four? Is that the series finale? Not the series finale. Because they still went off on their weird singing shit. Well, no, 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 no. There was season four, and then there was season 4.5. Yeah. It was it give it season episode? four, is what they said. The fourth season finale. Uh, Daybreak. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's the series finale. Oh, is it? Oh. That 100% earns it then, because there's some phenomenal VFX for spoilers, the final fight scene. That's, that's, that's fair. That's unfortunate, because, man, Fringe, like, yeah, but if you're gonna if you're gonna lose, yeah, if it was a random episode of a season two of a show or the series yes. finale of Battlestar Galactica, like, yeah, yeah, no, you're not gonna I beat wanna, them out. I want to rewatch BSG now. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe I can convince fun my fact girlfriend. Of this episode, uh, this episode ended up airing after a two week hiatus, um, okay. and it unfortunately had a drop of twenty eight twenty three percent viewership. <laughs> Oh my god! Compared to the previous episode, wow, man, I didn't uh, realize overall that... a forty percent decline from the first season, Ooh. which was a new series low for Fringe. Ooh. Well, Charlie, it looks like the viewers agreed with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yikes! All yeah, right, but that's that's my fun facts. Those uh, are some fun facts. Last segment. Mailbag. Hey. Mailbag empty. Mailbag empty. Mailbag oh. empty. <laughs> Mailbag always empty. <clears throat> All right, Charlie. Uh, why don't you tell them how to reach us at this mailbag? <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a part of the mailbag segment where we actually have mail, you can leave a comment. I think some of our podcast areas have comments like Google Play, Spotify, uh, iTunes, our home at Podbean. Basically, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. Um, if you don't want to reach us there, you can tweet us, tweet at us at Forsaf. Uh, you can email us forsaf at gmail.com. Um, you can leave us reviews. You can subscribe. You can like us. You can do any number of things to let us know you're there or you can stay silent. And I respect that decision apparently today. <laughs> lurking gang, lurking gang. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, thank you very much for listening, and we hope you come back for the next episode. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch, and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.